discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Then verse 2 says, For ye know that you were Gentile, carried away unto these dumb idols. Since you were carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. This is what God told me. He said, I am not dumb. I'm not like them idols. I'm not dumb. I talk. God talks. Okay? God is not dumb. God talks. He's the living God. It's a cardinal thing you must know about God. The fact that he's alive. He's not dead. And he talks. He has a mouth with which he talks. And he talks to his children. God is actually a talkative. He's always talking. He's always talking. And you have to hear his voice. You have to train yourself to hear the voice of God. You should be able to hear the voice of God in a baby. Hear the voice of God in a rock. Hallelujah. So important. He's not dumb. And he's not asleep. He's not dead. He's alive. He talks. He talks. So never should you... Pray without having God talk to you back. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense why it should be like that. Someone speaks in tongues. And then you ask him, what did the Lord say to you? I don't know. I don't have any idea. No, God wants to talk to you. And God is talking to you. You have not learned to hear him talk to you. That is why you, have, you, you, you may be disadvantaged. You may be a child of God, but you will not know what God says. You walk through life in darkness. When you are in light, you've been brought into light. But you will end up walking in darkness. Hallelujah. It's not dumb. The idols are dumb. They don't have a mouth to talk. God is not dumb. God talks. And you can train yourself. Okay? You can train yourself. How do you train yourself? By knowing that God talks. Is it? And preparing your heart to receive what he has to say to you. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm sharing with you concerning renewing your mind. You see? Your mind is the doorway to the spirit. Without your mind, a lot of things can happen. Without your mind, a lot of things cannot happen. Your mind is the doorway. This is the doorway to your spirit. Okay? See, my mind is the doorway to my spirit. The mind is different from the brain. The mind is not, it's an intangible reality. It is not the brain. The brain is part of the central nervous system. The brain is something you can see. You can see with your eye. But you can't find the place where thoughts and imaginations are conceived. It's not inside the brain anywhere. You can't find it. The purpose of the brain is to help coordination, to coordinate. You can ask your doctors. It's to help you to coordinate your body. That is, your, that is uh, the, the head of the central nervous system. He communicates, shows you that you have to lift your hand. Okay, if you want to lift your hand, it comes from your brain. The information is sent from your brain, and then it goes to your, your nervous system, and then your hand automatically moves. But the brain is not the one who is responsible for thinking. Okay, So there's something called the subconscious. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Someone can be in coma. The person can be in coma. But the person will be breathing. Why is the person breathing? Because the brain is coordinating the breathing process. Okay? The person may be going through some of the life processes that you, we have to go through. The fact that the person is in coma does not mean the person cannot poo-poo. 
The person still poops or still poops, it's still wooies. But the person's consciousness is not there. The one to cause the person to talk to you and react back to you is not there. His eyes are closed. You can't when you tell him to lift his hand, he can't lift his hand because he's in coma. You see. But the system will still be working. The body will still be functioning, everything will be working. The heart will be pumping, everything will be happening. But the one who was thinking and could relate is not functioning anymore. He's silent. You see. So the, the mind, your mind is not your brain. <laughs> okay? Your mind is not your brain. Your mind goes deeper or is higher than your brain. Your mind is a function of your spirit, actually. Your soul. Eh? <laughs> that is why we say that we have we are spirit beings, we have souls, and we're living bodies. You see, the central nervous system is employed by the body for the body to be able to relate to its environment. Okay? So just as the central nervous system is to the body, the soul is also to the spirit. The spirit needs your soul to be able to relate to the outside world. That is why your soul is there. That's why your mind is there. You understand what I'm saying? So without your mind, you cannot appreciate spiritual things. Spiritual things will be, will be, will be a thing of, a, a distant thing for you. When someone says, God spoke to me, you say, oh, he's lying. How did God speak to you? God does speak to people. He speaks to me. Hallelujah. You must learn to train your mind to appreciate spiritual things. And that's how, that's how we read the Bible. Okay? So I just made you know. He says that as they minister to the Lord in fastings and in prayers, in Acts chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost said, to them. The Holy Spirit spoke to them. Meaning that if you are worshipping the Lord, the Spirit of God can speak to you. So you take worship differently. Do you get it? You don't take it like what someone else who doesn't know that particular word, that particular scripture, will take it. person will just be singing, How great are you, Lord? Picking his nose or thinking about something else. You would know that this is the time to calm your mind and bring your mind to what you are doing. So that God can speak to you because you can, this is the time to hear God. How can God, how can you say you've heard from God when you, when it cannot be brought to your memory or cannot be brought to your mind? Your mind is a final place where the, 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 the voice of God will end up. What God says must be ministered to your mind for it to make any sense. If it doesn't make any sense, you will not know how to use what God has said to you. You know what I'm talking about? Your mind is very important. But your mind needs to be positioned right. It needs to be put in the right place through the word of God. It needs to, it needs to think right so that your spirit man can employ him and work with him. Okay? So, as I worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit will speak to me. So, I, I, I start looking out for the Holy Spirit's voice to talk to me. This is what I'm talking about. For instance, he says that when you are praying, he says, lift up holy hands. Have you ever read it before? First Timothy chapter 2. Let's read from verse 6. First Timothy 2, 6. He says, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time? Verse 7. He's talking about Jesus. Whereon I'm ordained a preacher and, a, and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ. I lie and I lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Verse 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without breath and doubting. He says, I will that men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. David said that, let the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Meaning that when you lift up your hands, it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean, it means something. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because the Bible says it means something. Now, you don't need to think about it for it to work. Just do what the word of God says. He says, the lifting up of my hands is like the evening sacrifice. He says, let us lift up holy hands without wrath or without doubting. He says, let's pray and lift up holy hands. As I lift my hands, it is a sacrifice unto the Lord. So how do I worship? How do I know I'm worshiping? When I lift my hands, do you understand what I'm talking about? Is it not simple? Lord, I lift my hands and worship as I sing praises to your name. 
Father, I lift my hands in worship. Prayer, this is Psalm 141, verse 2. He says, let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So you lift, as you lift your hand, is a sacrifice unto the Lord. Your sacri- worship is sacrificing unto the Lord. During those times, they used to worship by cutting a bull's neck or a, a lamb's neck and then putting it on a fire and then letting it, putting it on an, on an altar, letting the fire burn it to God. That's a sacrifice, do you see? So he says, as you lift up, you can't do that now. If we're doing that, you'll be walking into the church with sheep. Everybody will come with your sheep because you are coming to worship. And I'll be full of blood. I'll be wearing my white, but then it'll be full of blood because I'll be chopping necks here and there and then boiling them. Pastor Kobe will be boiling some, some shoulders. Some, that's what we were doing before, but it's not being done anymore now. Okay? And he shows us how to do it now. He says, we should lift up our holy hands without wrath and doubting and expect God to talk to you. Expect God to talk to you. It's not a time to let your mind be roaming about all over the place and be, being in a disconnected. This is the time for God to minister to you. It's not amazing. Yeah. This is a time to hear God's word. God can talk to you about anything, about anything, and show you what to do with yourself. If I were you, I'll take it seriously. God is alive to me. God is alive. I hear God talk to me every time. And I'm not lying to you. God talks to me every time. Every time. Every time. Okay? Every time. Unless I decide not to listen. Yeah. At every time. He's talking. He's always talking. It's up to you. It's up to you. So we must allow the word of God to, to train our minds, to show us what this means. Okay, what's the meaning of this? This means this. Okay, this also means that. Okay, without your mind, nothing can happen. Nothing can happen. God will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You will not hear anything. You will not hear anything at all. At all. Hallelujah. God is not dumb. <laughs> he talks. He talks. Praise the Lord. You can set your spirit up to hear from God. You can see, you see, in the Old Testament, they used to pray with something called the effort. Okay, the effort was like an apron. Okay, but it was up to this point, the waist level. And when the priest wants God to speak, all he needs to do is to wear that and stand before God, and God will talk to him. There was one effort that had the rim and then the tumim. Okay, it was stones, precious stones, burial, carbuncle, different stones, twelve of them, each representing one tribe in Israel. Okay, and whenever they want to know what has happened. For instance, if you read in your Bible, if you read in Joshua, there was this man called Achan who had gone to take of the accursed thing. God led them to fight Jericho. Okay? And the instruction that came was that nobody should take anything out of Jericho. Because that was the very first thing that, uh, that was the very first city they had conquered after they crossed the Jordan. And the very first city belongs to God. Whatever is in the city belongs to God. Okay? So it was, it was an accursed thing. If you take it, you are cursed. But Achan saw some clothing, saw some jewels, and liked it, and picked it up, and went to hide it in his tent. Hallelujah. So the church of Israel didn't know. They didn't know about the fact that someone had taken out their cursed thing. So they went to the next city to go and fight the next city, which was Ai. If Jericho was like Ashanti region, Ai was like, uh, was like Bwedi. Very small. Very, very small. They were able to beat Jericho without any problem. No problem. But then when he went to Ai, about 4,000 of them died. So Joshua was worried. He was wondering what was going on. So he spoke to God. He tore his clothing and said, why has God allowed his children to run away from their enemies? So he tore his clothing and started crying. And as he was crying, God spoke to him and said, why are you crying? Stand up from the earth. Didn't I tell you people not to take off their casting? Someone has taken off their casting. God spoke to him. But God didn't continue to tell him who took it. He wanted to know who took it. What What did he do? He just went to the priest called the priest and called the whole of Israel. God told him to do that. He called the whole of Israel and he stood before the priest. 
and the effort, the lights that were underneath the stones began to show which tribe, first of all, was involved. Okay, this is Joshua 7 verse 10. It says, up, sanctify thy people and say, sanctify yourselves unto, unto tomorrow, against tomorrow. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of the Oja. Thou cannot stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. What are you talking about? That the Lord shall take. The Lord was taking through the stones. Okay? If it was a tribe of uh, Judah, the stone for Judah will begin to shine. Can you imagine? To begin to shine. And you'll know that the one who took it is from the tribe of Judah. And will bring the tribe of Judah close. If you read, it says they brought them close. Then when the tribe of Judah came, the light shined again and showed the name of the family. There were letters on the stones as well. So it could, it could show the letters, okay, that the family, the family name is this. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken. So Judah was taken. The light showed Judah. Everybody else, go home. Or rather, go back. Let Judah come forward. And when Judah came for all the tribe of Judah came for, there's so many of them. Now, Judah had the, the people who could fight in Judah. Uh, the males who could fight, that's 20 years and above, were more than 800,000. Close to a million, so you can imagine. Children and women not counted. And in every congregation, children and women are more than the men. So Joshua rose up in the morning, Judah was taken, and he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zahites. So officer Zahite was mentioned. And he brought the family of the Zahites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. So a man called Zabdi was taken. Okay, and even Zabdi had children, and he brought his household man by man. And Achan, this was a guy. Achan was taken, so his name was spelt. They could, the name could come. So Zahites, as a priest, stood there and asked God, "Who did it?" Then Z A R H I T E S. Zahites. Then they bring you close. Until Achan was taken, and he couldn't. He didn't have anything to say. I mean, God has spoken. They just caught him, stoned him outside the camp. And when they went to the world, they were able to beat AI without any problems. Well, I'm saying this to let you know that there's a way. God had put a way down that if you do this, I'll talk to you. I can talk to you through this. The effort of, if you read about David, David was not a priest. But he had special arrangements with God. So he could talk to God anywhere. Whether in the desert, in the valley, in the mountain, wherever he was, he could talk to God. All he needed was, a, was an effort. And he had an effort for himself. So he would take the effort, stand before God, and God would talk to him. He knew that for God to talk to him, he needed to put the effort on. In the same way, in the New Testament, the Bible shows us some things that we can do for God to talk to us. And that's what I'm just showing you now. The fact that if you worship, you can hear God talk to you. In Acts chapter 10, there was a man called uh, Peter who was in a certain house. He was in another man's house called Simon the Tanner. Okay? Now, the Bible says that he was hungry. He, was, he had gone to Simon the Tanner's house to go and lodge there. And it was almost noon. And he was hungry. He needed lunch. But the lunch wasn't coming, okay? They were taking a longer period. The time was, you know, being stretched. So he decided to climb up to the next level. It was a story about it. So he decided to climb up to the next level and go and pray there because nobody was there. He could be there alone. And as he went to pray, he saw a vision as he went to pray. God spoke to him as he was praying. <laughs> Acts chapter 10, verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop 
to pray about the sixth hour. That is 12 a.m. He just went up there to go and pray. And as he started praying, that's what God showed him something. Meaning that when you start praying, God can show you something. You can I said God is not God is not done. God revealed something to him that was related to his ministry. And through this revelation or through this time, the Gentiles came to Christ. Okay? Now, when Peter was relating the story to the Jews after the encounter. Okay, if you read Acts chapter 10 verse 44, he mentions that while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard his word. The people received the Holy Spirit whilst he spoke. Now, in chapter 11, when Peter was talking and relating what, are the, what his experience to the Jews, the Jews didn't want the Gentiles to be part of what uh, had happened in Christ. They thought that every Gentile must be circumcised and must stop chewing meat that had blood in it and all kinds of the Gentiles were eating all kinds of things. So they, they wanted them to stop all those things and were saying that salvation is only by circumcision. If the person is not circumcised, he cannot be saved. That was what they thought. They, even didn't, they didn't even give them an opportunity to even come close to the Lord. But the Lord chose them, chose the, the Gentiles through Peter by showing Peter what to do. Now, in chapter 11, Peter was relating the story and he said, he said something. He said, after I was praying and so God showed this to me. He says, the Spirit of God bade me to go with them. A man called Cornelius was also praying somewhere. And as he prayed, an angel showed himself to him and showed him what to do to be saved. He told him to go and go and call someone called Peter. Come and preach to him words by which he shall be saved. Do you get it? Yeah. So Cornelius sent people to go to look for uh, Peter in Simon's house. God spoke to Cornelius, showed him where Simon was. He showed him his house number, the area in which he is. It's all there. Okay, this Acts chapter 10 verse. This is, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to, look at it, now send men to what? To Joppa. And call for one, Simon, whose surname is Peter. Can you imagine? He gives, and then he lodged with, with one, Simon Etana, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. God talks. I can show you specifics. This is here. This is here. There was a day a man called Ananias was praying in Acts chapter 9, verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus. He was not a special. He was a disciple, just like you and I are disciples of the Lord. He says, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Now, visions don't come just like that. You should be in prayer for a vision to come. Okay? Hallelujah. Read your Bible carefully. You will see that almost every vision that came, came whilst someone was praying. But if you want to see a vision, you must pray. And you will see, you will see what God wants to see. Hallelujah. And a certain man, a certain disciple named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the streets, which is called straight. Now, look at God talking again. Arise and go into the streets, which is called what? Straight. That was the name of the street. The name of the street was called Street. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul. On the street called Street, look for Judas's house. And when you get to his house, say you are looking for someone called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. He even showed him what he was doing. Don't you want to have such things happening in your life? Why shouldn't it be like that? That is, that is, a, this is a natural estate. Okay? Look at the next verse. And has seen in a vision... A man named Ananias, the, the other guy, Saul has seen a vision. It's visions just happening like that. He says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Then he says, your young men shall see visions. Are you a young man? Are you a young woman? He says, your, your estate, your inheritance is for you to see visions. Eh? See, I'll see visions. 
you must to. Like someone was saying, you must, you must to. Yes, and has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive the sight. And amazingly, you see, you can't even argue with God. Ananias argued with God. He argued, he told Jesus, I know this guy, verse 13. Then Ananias said, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy sins at Jerusalem. Because everybody knew about Saul, who later on became poor. Okay, so he, he spoke back to God. And there's nothing wrong. You can talk to God. God is not afraid of you talking back to him. If you look in your Bible, you will see that most of the men of God in the Bible were very honest people. There were people who could speak back to God and say, I, why? You get it? So there's nothing wrong when you also, God speaks to you and you, you wonder. You know, sometimes God can say something and you wonder, ah, sure, what I say? No, 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 this one cannot be true. So he too, he said, no, no, this one, it cannot be true. But then Jesus spoke to him back. Look at the next thing. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Just go. Go and go and meet him. Hallelujah. Okay, so you can see visions. You can you can have the Lord talk to you. God talks. It is not without God talking to you, nothing can happen. Your life cannot flow. Okay, it 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 can't work. It can't work. One of the major ways is through worship. Major major ways through worship, through prayer, speaking in tongues. Do you see? Prayer. You can pray and God will show you. God will talk to you. God will show you what to do. Where to go? Okay. And as you want, you are praying for a job. There's a there's someone holding a job somewhere. God knows who it is. Your spirit man knows who it is, but you don't know. Your mind does not know. You need to pray until it comes to your mind. You need to you need to pray until a vision comes to you. Now, someone is wondering: Is a vision like you see everything clear, like like TV? <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. When it's a trance, it's like that. Okay. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it comes as an image in your memory, in your mind, an imagination. It just comes like that. As you're praying, your mind begins to, an imagination comes to you. Okay? An imagination comes to you. Hallelujah. Sometimes a scripture can just bubble into your spirit. A scripture can just come into your mind. You're praying, Ephesians 5.20. You may not know what's in Ephesians 5.20. It should just come to you like that. Go and look for what's in Ephesians 5.20. Maybe you are sad. That is why God will show you Ephesians 5.20. And from verse 8, if you read from verse 18, you see. He says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You must, he says, you must learn to give thanks. So maybe as you are, you, are, you are someone who is not used to giving thanks. You are, always used to, you are used to complaining. In fact, the reason why you were speaking in thanks was because something was wrong with you and you are complaining in your prayer. You are doing Kabbalah, Shabbalah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God will just show you a scripture. You turn there and you see that ah, God is talking. God, this the Bible is God talking to you. God is talking to you. You know yourself. You know you've been very sad for some time now. That's what God will encourage you. Giving thanks always for all things. Give thanks always for all things. Okay? Hallelujah. But your mind must be there. If your mind is not there, God can talk to you. Like I always say, your mind is eating garbage somewhere. Your mind is visiting a girlfriend somewhere. Your mind is doing something else. When God talks to you, you will not hear. Or you are speaking in tongues and you are sleeping. You will not even be sure of what you saw. You will not be sure of what you saw. It's an active thing, it's not a passive thing. Okay? Yeah, a vision can come to you, a thought can come to you, something can come to you. Recently I was praying, praying. 
I'm just speaking in tongues, you know, praying, praying, praying. And I saw a vision. Clear. I saw a vision. I saw a vision like that. I was so excited. And I held on to it. I'm still holding on to it now. It's a clear vision that I saw. Okay. Concerning my future and what I should do. So it gives me assurance. If you're a pastor, you go to church. I remember some years ago, I'll go to church and I'll see 10 people in the church. Immediately, you would want to be discouraged. Because during the week, you have done a lot of evangelism, but only 10 people showed up. I remember those times, God would show me pictures of very large congregations, people sitting down, plenty of people. As I'm praying, and then God, it will just come to me like that. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just praying and thanking God, and it will just come to me. The vision will just come. Okay? So God has set things down that are automatic. They are almost automatic. If you do them, you will see it's automatic. You don't need to think another way. This is what will happen when you do this. If you don't do it, you will not have it. You, you, you think you see a vision as you are walking around. You are walking around. There's something wrong with you. It's, it's not going to, it doesn't happen like that. There's nothing in the Bible. There's nothing like that in the Bible. There's nothing like that in the Bible. You see visions, you hear God talk. Another way is to, to be involved with what God is involved in. To be involved with the work of the Lord. When you are involved with the work of the Lord, God talks to you very frequently. You see, God talks to you very frequently. Hallelujah. God talks. I want you to know that God talks. I'm just showing you scriptures in the Bible that show you that God is not dumb. He talks. He's a talkative. He talks and he wants to talk to you. Show you what to do with your life. The Holy Spirit talks. Okay? He talks. He's not dumb. It's not down. But it needs your mind. It needs your mind. In Acts chapter 9, again, from verse 1, if you read from verse 1, Paul was on his way to Damascus to go and get a lot of disciples of Jesus Christ into prison and kill some. As he was going, the Bible says that he saw a bright light that was brighter than the noonday sun, and he fell off his horse. When he fell off his horse, the Spirit of God spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him. I want you to know that God talks. Okay? If only you make yourself available, and if only you allow your mind to be involved with what you are doing, okay? If you allow your mind to be involved with what you are doing, God can talk to you. Hallelujah. So many places, so many places in the Bible, so many. As we're worshiping, that's what God spoke to me to tell you this. That's why I'm telling you this. The fact that He talks, and you should never be satisfied if God has not spoken to you in a day. Never be satisfied because you are missing out on something. It's like working with someone and not knowing what the person wants. You are missing out. Why would you want to go to Accra? When you want to go to a doom, you are here. You want to go to a doom. You want to go to a doom from here, and you get a car at the junction going to Accra. What would you do that? Why won't you do that? It's in the opposite direction. It doesn't make sense for you to do that, doesn't it? That's what a lot of Christians are doing. Instead of going this direction, they are going the other direction. Now they want to get to this place, but they, they are going this way. Oh, it's, it's the number one thing about a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians are going in the opposite direction. Meanwhile, in their hearts, in their heart of hearts, they are going to this di- to this place. But then they are going this other way. Why? Because they don't listen to God. They don't, they don't hear the Spirit of God for themselves. If you don't hear the Spirit of God for yourself, you will be going in the opposite direction when you're supposed to be going in this other direction. Okay? You think that this boy is the guy for you. You are lying. You have, you've made the biggest mistake of it because you've not, you didn't hear from God. The Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yeah, my sheep hears my voice. You, you have to hear his voice. He talks, you must hear his voice. You are a sheep, you must hear his voice. Okay? God talks to us through his word. He talks to us as we are praying. And he talks to us as we worship. Three cardinal ways. You can be sure that God is talking to you as you read his word. 
You can be sure. You, you should know that it's God. You should, you don't think that this is just a book I'm reading. I'm reading Philippians. All these PNPs and ENCs. All sisters. Thessalonians and whatever sisters. And this one. No, it's not. It's not ordinary. Yeah, this it's not an ordinary book. Okay? So God can talk to you. Sometimes you, you can be doing something wrong and God will talk to you. Yeah, you talk to God. You know God can blast you from up to bottom. He can dress you. Listen. God can talk to you, cry. God can blast you for you to cry in your own room. You know that, ah, this one, dear, God is the one talking to you. God talks. Just learn to respond to him. The more you respond to him, the more he talks to you. If I'm talking to you, you're not minding me. I'll stop talking to you, isn't it? Yeah. So you must just learn to respond by obeying his voice for you. When he says, do this, you do it. Some of the simple places where God talks to us is in our offering. You are giving your offering five cities. And you hear a voice tell you, my brother, increase it. Then you, you oh, if I increase it, I'll not be able to buy my ice cream. I'll not be able to buy my credits. I'll not be able to do that. So you do all your calculation in a split second. Ba, 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 ba. Reasons why you must give five cities and not 15. You see, uh, you, must, you must learn to listen to God in every aspect of your life. And God will guide you. He can lead you. You see, that the reason for the Spirit of God in our lives is to guide us and to lead us. Do you understand guide? I'm not talking about guarding. I'm talking about guiding. Guiding your steps into the right place. That is his job. He says he shall guide you into all truth, all reality. That's his job, to guide you. We do not lack guidance. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in us. If so, if a Christian is lacking guidance, what does that mean? It means that he's not listening to the Holy Spirit who is in him. What do you see? Sometimes some ladies are confused. I don't know whether she married this one or she married this one. I don't know whether Kofi is the right person or Kojo is the right person. I don't know. I don't. It's not everything that is found in the Bible. Do you know it's not everything that is found in the Bible? If you want to travel, it's not found in the Bible. It's not. Is it found in the Bible? It's nothing like that. If you want to, um, you want to marry your your beloved's name is not written in the Bible. Which one to marry? It would have been very nice. I mean, coded. Sewa, then the possible people Sewa can marry. Then they link you to one, like that. It's in the Bible. It's in the book of Numbers. <laughs> you know, when they were numbering Israel and the names, this one begat this, this one begat that. They'll say, uh, and Yamansa begat Sewa, and Sewa married Kofi, Kofi boy. Then you know that, hey, all Sewa's are supposed to marry Kofi. There's nothing like that in the Bible. You must learn to depend on the Holy Spirit to speak to you, for you to know who to marry. You see? What kind, of a, what kind of job to do? Some people, some people get into some jobs and that's the end of their life. They don't know, but that is their death. They have no idea. They are just working because the money is good. The office is nice. There's air conditioning inside. Free car. So that is it. Maybe that office will kill you, but you don't know. You'll be walking in blind. But the Holy Spirit is there to help you not walk into things blind. To help you know what to do with yourself. Okay? So as you are worshipping, he can talk to you. Do it like this. I don't know, I don't know if you want to hear him for yourself. I don't know if you'd want to walk in blind. I don't want... One thing I hate is wrong investment. I don't like wrong investment at all. When I came to first year, university first year, long time, I lost some money because I did a wrong investment. That was the only money I had. And I really suffered during that semester. Hallelujah. From that time, I, I grew wise. I decided that I'll have, I will talk to God before I make any move. And I've realized that if I don't talk to God before I make a move, that's when I make mistakes. But when I talk to God before I make a move and I hear God that, listen, continue this. This is what you have to do. It will work. No matter how it looks like, it's not going to work. It will end up working. Okay? If you don't want to do wrong investments, then learn to listen to God. Learn to bring your mind to prayer. Learn to bring your mind to the Word of God. Learn to know that, listen, listen, I'm reading, God will talk to me. As I'm worshiping, God will talk to me. God is not dumb. 
God is not dumb. Don't suffer for nothing. Okay? Don't suffer for nothing. God talks. Allow God to talk to you by preparing your mind, by renewing your mind, and knowing exactly what you are going to get out of what you are doing. That's what I was teaching concerning what to do when you are speaking in tongues. I spoke about the fact that you must think about the benefits of speaking in tongues. One of the major things you must do is to think about what what you are doing is going to give to you. If you don't know what what you are doing is going to give to you, you will not get anything out of it. Eh? Hallelujah. Sometimes, when we say, give the Lord a shout, some people do this. Give the Lord a shout. Are you an owl? You don't know what's shouting in the house of the Lord. That's for you. Do you see? You don't, you don't know the benefit that it has, that it brings. You want us to say, as the Lord, as the children of Israel shouted, the walls of Jericho fell down. You, you are waiting for us to say it. We will not say it every time. So when we say that, then everybody, hey, it is true. Give the, ah! you, don't, you don't know the benefits of what you are doing. You are just coming and going. You are just like any other person. People join things without knowing what they have joined. Eh? They join things without... A lecturer of mine went to do his, master, his master's and PhD in Sweden. When he came back, he was telling us a story. He said, he, when he got there, 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 was a, there was something happening on the streets. You know? And then a lot of young people were involved. A lot of people. So he decided to get close and find out what was going on. So he got close, asked the first person, ah, what's going on? He, the guy was in the queue in the demonstration. They were doing some demonstrations. Going, you know, just in the streets like that. Plenty of them. Thousands and thousands of them. So he asked the first guy, Why, what, is, what is going on? The person said, I don't know. I saw them walking. I just decided to... Sh-. Then he asked another person. The person said, I don't know. He asked about 10 people and they didn't know what was going on. The people who knew were those who were in front. All those who were behind them just joined because they were... They, it's nice to be in the streets, to be shouting and doing doing foolish things. You see, they are just they were just bashing things and all that. So they were also doing some. I don't know if you've seen such people. They like to destroy. When they see that people are destroying things, they just mischief. They just join. Let's join and do some of the foolish things. Don't be like that. Don't join things you don't understand. You must seek to understand what you are doing. You see, understand what's going. What exactly is going on? So you can get the benefits. If you don't, if your mind is not there, I'm basically saying all this in relation to that God talks and that your mind must be where, your mind must be in, must be in what you are doing. God needs your mind to talk to you. Okay? I want God to talk to you now. Can God talk to you now? God can talk to you about your, your mother, your father, your future, what to do. See, shall guide us into our reality. Shall lead us into the right thing, to the right place. You want to know what to do next? God can talk to you now. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.